Okay, episode 152. You've just got me today, folks, due to COVID-19 lockdown restrictions here in Ireland. Myself and the Don are isolating from each other, although the technology has been fantastic in that regard. We can patch in with each other every night and watch movies together, her in her room over in the west side of Dublin and me here in my apartment on the east side of Dublin. When I set up the podcast, my own little fuck you to technology was that I sort of said to myself I would do every interview face to face. We've tried, we've chosen not to record on Zoom, but we're going to look into that for the next episode. You're all probably sick of hearing about coronavirus, so I'm not going to dwell too much on it. Just two things though. One is very interesting to see everyone running around saying, when are we coming out of lockdown? When are we coming out of lockdown? Donald Trump is my prediction, just walking America into more and more trouble uh, by just letting people out, opening meat factories, you know, it's just been an absolute shit show. Of course, all the Americans are going, what about the UK? What about Ireland? Yeah, we're not in great shape here either. We've dropped the ball globally, I think, in nursing homes. Sweden is the one that we're all looking at because right now Sweden has kept itself and its economy open. Ireland has shut itself down and really the deaths in both uh, places are comparable, uh, if not slightly better in Sweden. We've got to remember that most of the countries that closed down their economies, they did so because in many cases their health services are at breaking point even before coronavirus hits. Sweden, I suspect, may have a slightly better health service. It has a better, a lot of other things, and possibly felt it could cope with any sort of surge. So the only reason we're really closing down is because our ICU units are not up to speed, our ventilator systems are not up to speed. We've been caught globally in first world countries not having prepared properly across everything from PPE to caring for our elderly people to everything. We've been caught and, you know, thank God this virus is not airborne like measles. It is extremely easy to catch, but the reason we're all in our homes is because our governments have not been prepared for something despite warnings coming for the last 30 years. So you need to remember that. One thing though that I did pick up which I wanted to share with you was, I think it was on the Sam Harris podcast where um, they were talking about Harvard and I think Yale universities in America. Harvard apparently has $40 billion in cash reserves. It's one of the wealthiest organizations in America and they let go all of their supply staff, the people who cook meals, clean the place, janitors, all that stuff, they just let them go. The people who are on the Harvard payroll, most vulnerable to everything, poverty, um, hunger, everything, they let them go with a 40 billion cash reserves. And if nothing else, that gesture shows how fucked up the world is. No professors were let go, no teachers that I know of. They just let go all the working class people who go in and service those buildings and that organization. What sort of a society have we come to where when we have lots of money as an organization or whatever, we put people who work for us in jeopardy? Harvard could take $1 billion. It would last them years and years paying those people. They would still have $39 billion in their war chest or whatever they fucking call it. And I'm sure that is happening across the globe. And it is a great example of why 
we need to use this opportunity to change the way we handle people across society, especially our most vulnerable. If you have a cleaner who comes to your house, you are a very lucky person to have a cleaner. Pay that cleaner while he or she is not working for you, if you can afford it. And if we can all do that, and we can shame the companies that are behaving in such a despicable fashion, well, maybe we'll get somewhere. So anyway, we are continuing with Don's top 20 countdown. We are at number 13, and the guest she's chosen for number 13 was one of the most interesting and quite frankly weird interviews that I did across the whole four years of the podcast. It was also one of the interviews where I got quite a bit of pushback from people about how I interviewed her. Those of you who know me know that I can be quite belligerent um, or, you know, I, I tend to call out bullshit or whatever when I hear it. Um, I didn't do it in this instance for a few reasons. One, I feel part of the role of the podcast is that I'm interviewing people for their story. Whilst I do push back and give my point of view, and it is a conversation rather than necessarily an interview, I also felt that it's my role as the interviewer to allow people to get their points across. The person you're going to hear uh, today is a lady who lives in London. She is, I think, originally from Kashmir. Her name is Sophia Hyatt. She is a former contestant on Big Boss, I think, which was a reality TV show in India. She's a big sort of star in India or was a big star in India. And she runs uh, meditation and ayahuasca ceremonies now in, in London. She is a very unique individual, uh, as you will hear. She claims to be the Virgin Mary. She claims to be seeing this fifth dimension unfurling. Um, she has a very keen belief system in the fact that the world is undergoing change. This interview was recorded in 2017. Myself and the Donna just actually met and we went over to perform an ayahuasca ceremony with her. She uses something called, I think, changa, which is a sort of a ayahuasca light. Those of you who know what ayahuasca is, it's a, it's a plant-based hallucinogenic drug from South America where if you do it full on, you get the eight hours of diarrhea and purging and you get to see into some new dimension. There's no doubt that all of this LSD, magic mushrooms, hallucinogenics thing has been neglected by science, primarily due to the American scare on drugs in the 1950s. And a lot of time has been lost because people were just terrified of this thing when it first came out. And it is a very interesting area. Okay, so we have people like Terence McKenna from the 1970s, a professor in America who went down to the South America and actually studied um, these hallucinogens uh, in great detail. He has a great book called The Stoned Ape Theory. The Stoned Ape Theory is basically around the idea that when man came out of the trees and started following beasts and became hunters rather than tree dwellers, they followed herds across the African plains or whatever. And the theory, I think, goes was that mushrooms grew in the dung of these animals. And 
as ever in these situations, uh, somebody ate them and saw visions. One of the most interesting experiments he did was that he was down amongst these tribes people in the 70s and he he was kind of lambasted by uh, his tenure professors and people like that as just being some drug addict. But he was recording very carefully the experiences, including experiences from tribes people. And he came back and brought some back from my memory uh, and did them with uh, Wall Street traders. And they were recording the same visions that a fig leaf wearing tribes person from the Amazon was seeing, which is very interesting because it sort of hints that the conditioning of people, your life conditioning, doesn't preclude you from seeing these things. And what you see is another dimension. Uh, people talk about journeying. They talk about astral traveling. They usually go back, which is a sort of a weird one. They usually go back in many cases to a time when they were a god or to Egyptian times. I like to joke that everyone comes back from these things saying, oh, I was this god, I was in Valhalla, or I was in Egypt, and I was ruler of all the civilization, I was whatever. No one ever comes back and says, oh, I was this fucking slave, and I was pulling blocks, breaking my back and getting whipped every day, dragging a fucking 20-ton block across the desert so I could fit it into a pyramid. No one ever comes back like that. Kind of weird. Everyone has to be a god. There's definitely something going on here. When we did the ceremony with Sophia, it was my, the Dom called it one of the most profound experiences she had. I wasn't that uh, affected by it, although something definitely was going on. I felt very, I felt like sort of I had dissolved into water. I remember hearing kind of a voice saying, This is not about you. Um, you're just here to bring the peace. And you do this Changa thing every half an hour. You go down for about 15 minutes. You come back up and you share what your experiences were with the room. Sophia is going around chanting, singing, banging gongs. Uh, it's all kind of weird. You take a draft from a long pipe that she has. Uh, on one level, the cynic could say this is just rich people doing drugs, which I kind of buy into a bit as well, to be quite honest. Anyway, it was, uh, we did it five times. It was over a two and a half hour period. There were other people in the room who got quite freaked out. They were seeing demons. The Don's first go of it was very, um, debilitating for her. She was very scared after it. But after that, she became Seti, the Egyptian god. And you'll hear a little bit about that in the, in the podcast. And, um, I went back two days later and interviewed Sophia, which is the interview you're about to hear. And she's um, a woman who's clearly been extremely affected by this. She believes passionately that everything's changing and that there's a new world order coming. She buys into sort of David Icke. She buys into the fact that the queen is a lizard. She buys into the fact that there are gods walking amongst us. She believes she's the Virgin Mary, as I said. She believes that she's giving birth to a new order. She believes that there's a new planet that she's given birth to at the back of the moon. And she speaks uh, sometimes with her eyes closed when I was interviewing her. And she's word perfect. Doesn't feel like she's learnt it off. She has a belief in kindness. She has a belief in the fact that the world is changing uh, for the better and that we all don't need to worry. And so a lot of what she preaches and, and talks about is interesting. Okay. That said... And I suppose in this introduction, I have to be slightly more critical. She's also a massive conspiracy theorist. And that I find, 
perplexing, worrying, and quite dangerous sometimes. You'll hear that she absolutely doesn't believe in climate change. She believes my friend Donald Trump is the savior. He is going to save everybody, and he has been sent here to save everybody. Uh, she believes, for example, that the Bactalan attacks, which had just happened the previous November, I think in Paris, didn't exist, that all the people who were lying in pools of blood were actors. She believes the 9-11 didn't happen. She believes man did not walk on the moon. That was all fixed. So everywhere you look with Sophia, there's a conspiracy, and that's problematic. It's especially problematic today. Sophia doesn't believe you need to take precautions on COVID-19. I've only watched one of her videos. She has a lot of videos up there, and maybe I'm doing her a disservice, and if so, I apologize. But the first, the only video I've seen of her is saying, don't worry about it. Just say to yourself, you're healthy, and you're not going to catch it. And this kind of thinking is dangerous, in my view. It is dangerous for people to be preaching this. It is no different to some of the nonsense that we hear from the world's major religions. Sophia has her own religion in her own mind, I think. And a lot of what she says is kind and good. And she, I think, at, at core is a good person. And at core, I really do believe she believes her shtick. She doesn't come across, say, the way some of those American preachers come across where you can see everything. However, she is putting out messaging that can be dangerous to people, in my view. At the time when we were doing um, the ceremony with her, she had a boyfriend who was, I think, from Romania. He was a kind of a weird guy. Uh, she felt he was, I think, Ramses, who, and she was going to marry him, and they got married. And I'm not telling any tales out of school because it's all in the public domain. He, he was really mean to her, I think. He stole money from her or something, and he was just basically playing her, which was terrible. Uh, and she is open to that. She's a person who approaches life with a big heart and she wants to share love and she wants to share care and she wants to share uh, her belief system. But one of the things I think that we need to think about as a race going forward out of this is how we remove religious and flawed thinking and conspiracy thinking out of our lives unless it is clear that this could have happened. 9-11, for example, if it is a conspiracy, the conspiracy is more astonishing than what actually happened. For people to have to rig all of the buildings, blow them up, hijack planes on purpose, whatever whatever the conspiracy theory for 9-11, any such conspiracy is impossible in this day and age to keep quiet. As far as lizard people are concerned, David Icke, the world has got Illuminati. We talked earlier at the top of the podcast about the growing inequality, about the rich and how they, there is this sensation, there is this feeling that the working class people are being played by the wealthy. But I don't think it goes as far as their lizards. I don't think it goes as far as the Queen of England is somehow this kingpin in all of this. And the problem with religion is what Sophia is saying about COVID. Don't worry about it. Just say you're healthy. And Gaia will look after you. That's no different to the Christian teaching, which says, don't bother about climate change. It doesn't exist. God is here and God will save us all. Religions and approaches to this give us this cop-out. They allow us 
a pass on lots of things. It's God's way. Inshallah. Oy vey. Pick your religion and you get a clear pass to allow suffering in the world and do nothing about it. And if we continue to do that, we are sleepwalking our way to Armageddon. And that is the big danger. We have got a massive opportunity here. And I think Sophia Hyatt is right about this. She senses the fact that the world is changing. And I think she may be right about that. We have an opportunity in how we organize ourselves in government, what person we elect. Right now, it's looking like it's going to be Biden versus Trump. I'm not that impressed with Biden. I don't think anybody is. But we have got to get Donald Trump out of America. The man is dangerous, and he's also not that bright. He thinks he's very bright. Any of you who want a little bit of comedy and have used up your Netflix, go and watch Donald Trump's live briefings. These are the ones where he last week suggested maybe that we can put disinfectant inside the human body and it might, it might cure us of COVID. And watch him talk about himself and watch him put the American people's safety behind his desire to get re-elected into power. And watch the things and the lies that he says. And watch the propaganda. And imagine now if Barack Obama, for whatever faults Barack Obama had, imagine him talking to the American people in this time of crisis. And imagine the sort of safer hands you'd feel that you were in this is not about Republican versus Democrat. This is about a very unhinged person running the most powerful country in the world and running it into the ground, in my opinion. America is a country that we, the world, need to look to, to guide us to a brave new future. America right now is terrifying the rest of the world. Anybody who is a Republican, who is going to blindly vote for this guy, needs their head examined. I, I, I wrote somewhere that the upcoming election in America is the world's largest IQ test. You could put a monkey in a suit on the Democratic ticket, and we should vote for the monkey. Sleepy Joe Biden, whatever. I'd prefer if it was somebody more dynamic. But we have got to understand that this guy is not about the people he purports to represent. He is not making America great again, nor will he. And so with, with the conversation you're about to hear with Sophia, I think it's extremely dangerous for people to be going around, whether they believe it or not, preaching stuff that is clearly lacking in any sort of authenticity or proof. She can believe what she believes, and I respect her right to believe what she believes. You'll hear her, and she's extremely eloquent. But when she starts getting into areas that can cause people to do damage to themselves, I know she doesn't want that. You can tell by her she wants to be loving and maternal to the world. But she talks in this interview, for example... I think it was recorded in about February 2017, about the coming fifth dimension, which was coming in April, and she was giving birth to the world. 
Yes, you can be talking in metaphors. Nothing happened. Nothing happened in 2018. Nothing happened in 2019. Coronavirus hit in 2020. Even if that had hit in 2017, there are people who are bad actors who are going around trying. And and the problem is we have, look at this podcast. We have vehicles, we have media to get masses of bogus information out there into the world very easily. And I'm not going to chastise Sophia. Mother Sophia is a person who has got extreme commitment to what she believes, so much so that she wants to share it with people. She's not, I don't think, making shitloads of money out of it. She's not like some ridiculous televangelist in America. She cares for people. It was terrible to see her getting hurt. I know some of her friends, and she was very badly hurt by this guy. So I wanted to temper this one with with that, and I still think it's a fantastic interview, and it's good to listen to these people. There is a small chance she's right. As someone said to me, I think it was Pete Dunne who died recently, anyone who says they can tell there is or isn't a God is talking through their arse. But my only, and it is a request to her, that she's just careful that she that by trying to express her love, she doesn't pe- put maybe people who don't think for themselves or can't think for themselves put their lives in any sort of danger. I don't believe in conspiracy theories. I don't believe in tin hat. I don't believe coronavirus was caused by the 5G. We have to listen to our scientists. The greatest gift we have as a species right now is the progress we've made in science and invention. And these people are here to help us. Watch Dr. Fauci's face at these conferences. Watch what he's thinking. You can tell what he's thinking. What have I let myself in for? Anyway, number 13 in the Don's Top 20 Countdown. You look after yourselves, all of you. I give you Gaia Mother Sophia, also known as the Blessed Virgin. Gaia Mother Sophia. I'm very privileged to be interviewing a cosmic mother. She's a very kind and generous of spirit person, and I can feel that from her when I've attended one of her ceremonies. We're in London, and she's kindly invited me into her home, and I welcome Gaia Mother Sophia. Thank you. Thank you. So you are here today to talk with me about the coming fifth dimension to the world. Yes. Tell me what that is. Well, the fifth dimension, really, I'm going to close my eyes because I access information. (laughs) But the fifth dimension is the awakening of humanity. We, as human beings, have been trained into a three-dimensional way of life and living with the five senses. But actually, we are far more capable than that. We can even just look at our own very makeup. DNA is, um, you know, two strands of double helixes. And we've been told that we have a lot of junk DNA, which doesn't make sense to me or anyone in the spiritual world why would why would a divine creator put junk dna into our bodies there's there's no reason for that because our bodies are very effective now that dna is being activated now for those that are susceptible and able to be activated and how you are able to be activated is to remove fear and judgment from your lives and to have an open heart which is very difficult in this day and time because you are being trained to live in fear and judgment and have a closed heart. 
what you need to do is to be susceptible to these waves of energy that are coming in is to remove fear and judgment easily easier said than done but equally it's a natural evolution of each human being at the moment because earth herself has raised her vibration her resonance has gone up i think from 7.5 to over 30 the human resonance shows that so if earth as an organism as a planet has increased her vibration then naturally we as beings living within the mother earth are going to increase our vibration and our dna is going to be affected our receptors in our body are going to be affected and that will give us a different way of living and accessing to different dimensions now what i know i don't believe things i know things i know what i know in the now and that information is given to me in the now by my guardians by the angelic realms uh, by my telepathic communication that i haven't had all my life um, because it got switched on properly around 2014 and it gets stronger and stronger more gifts are being given to me as and when i'm meant to have them what is happening now is that people are being shaken up we are no longer accepting what we are being taught we are being given information which is the foundations of the way we live our life what we believe in what we hate what we judge really what we're meant to like so we're given that from outside and and that builds us like robots that's what's been happening to humanity we have become like robots we wait for information to be put in and then we that becomes us whereas actually you as divine sovereign human beings of the soul uh, to be alive is to be of the soul to be on this earth and to have a soul means you are part of divinity god mother me and when you understand that you are divine creatures that you are gods yourself then you will understand that you are the creators that you yourself can create everything that is in your life and you have been doing so and people are then saying well why are there bad things in my life and i basically tell them that's because you're being fed a program and you're just regurgitating it out the minute you enter school they're training you stuff asking you to retain that and regurgitate it out and that becomes your makeup then you are trained to do that and then you're under a control system however we are meant to grow naturally we, each of us have different jobs different duties in this world and once you can stop that input from outside in you can then go from what you are what you are create, creating and know it and put your energy and feeling into that to create it fifth dimensional living is becoming aware that you are a soul not just a body the body is a temple that houses the spirit of divinity and your spirit is divine it's part of the all the all is divinity god whatever you want to call it is me is the holy sacred mother and when you start living fifth dimensionally and when your receptors are increasing you have access to telepathy to clairvoyance to each other as oneness you have access to other realms you can travel to different dimensions you are given information that you can see and speak with angels space travel you know you can travel to different dimensions through loopholes through portals we have all of that access the other thing is you know we've been made to think things like star trek are fake well star trek the movie the matrix they are all giving us clues of the reality that actually is they they these things do exist they are in place there are certain powers and again i hate the word power because power never comes from control but that's what we think it is mm. 
call them the Illuminati, the reptilian entities, because they do exist, that have had a control over humanity since her inception and her birth. That rule is now over as of the 18th of August 2016 when I got rid of the Archon God. And what now, is the Archon God? Some people know about the Archon God. Um, there is uh, the story of the Divine Sophia, which you can read about. You just Google Divine Sophia. It's spelled with a P-H-I. They got it wrong because I am her and it's with an F-I-A. But the books are out there. The Nag Hammadi scriptures, which were found in Egypt, I believe, in 1945. We know that Egypt was desecrated and the temples were destroyed and the famous library of Alexandria was uh, well they say it was burnt uh, it was an accident it was burnt down I don't believe that I believe that the Romans when they invaded Egypt they burnt it and they then told everybody that basically when it got burnt down all the manuscripts were burnt down with it but myself and other people no one believe that they're held in the Vatican the Vatican knows the truth of humanity knows about the Egyptian gods these sacred spiritual texts are held there. There are books out there already, the Nag Hammadi texts, that talk about the story of the Divine Sophia, of how she gave birth to the earth on her own, created on her own, and fell to the earth. And in falling to the earth, she gave birth to matter. And because her power is so great, she gave birth to, she had an abortion of a child, which was the archon god called Yadabawaith. Now, it is written about, there are a number of people who talk about this so-called myth, um, which is, was revealed in the scriptures found in Egypt. It is real. We are living in the times of the prophecy, I am her. How can I say that so strongly? Because of the experiences that I have lived through since 2014, where my whole life has changed and I'm living the story. Again, if you go on the internet, you'll find out about the correction. Everyone talks about the correction of Sophia. No one really knows what it is. I know what it is because I'm living it. And the final corrections have been made. And when the corrections have been made, we then come to truth. So I had to live my past lives. I went through this crazy stuff that I had no knowledge of. I had no knowledge about Egypt, no knowledge about the spirituality. And since 2014, things started to happen to me. I got clairvoyance, telepathy. I could speak to souls that had passed. I could heal people. I never had any of these qualities. I was an actress and that's what I did. But these things started to happen. Then I started to have visions. Then angels came to see me. And I did ayahuasca, which showed me most of what I am. And there was one point where I just started speaking when I was uh, journeying with ayahuasca. And I just started saying, I am Mary. My son is Jesus of Nazareth, born of God. Marana is Joseph. My family is finally together. Sophia Hyatt is Mary. Cameron is Christ. So I it wasn't a, mm. it wasn't a channeling because if it was a channeling I wouldn't I wouldn't have said Sophia Hyatt is Mary and I wasn't in control. If anyone's done ayahuasca, you know that your body is not there. You know, it's your soul. So I was given all this knowledge and at the risk of interruption we we did a ceremony uh, two nights ago together. This yeah. is my first time experiencing a, a form of ayahuasca, which mm. we, we went through. I also had a partner with me, Don, who, who we'll just call her Don. It was quite a profound thing for me. Uh, you were in the room attending to three or four people who were taking this medicine, spiritual medicine, which didn't have as huge an effect on me, you remember? No. But, uh, you were my, meant to assist, yeah. But Don had an amazing sort of thing. 
we, we talk about maybe what happened to her, but you mentioned the, the Vatican having the books from Alexandria and also the, the manifestation of yourself as uh, the Virgin Mary. And you also have a belief that, I guess, we've got all the religions mixed up and they're all kind of one thing, mm. right? Mm. I, when I first met you, I, I told you I had an interest in this thing called Garabandal, which was a, or Marian apparitions, Marian apparitions being the Virgin Mary appearing to small children usually in places like Fatima, Lourdes, Medjugorje in Bosnia. Um, and uh, one of the latest ones to come up is this place, Garabandal, which is in Spain. And in 1961, the Virgin Mary appeared to peasant children and left a number of secrets of which Padre Pio was meant to have exper- experienced the visions. This is coming to fruition because that young girl is now getting quite old and she has said that she will be making an announcement eight days before a massive event will take place, which may be the correction you're talking about, which is that that God will unequivocally present himself to humanity in a way that is, they even use the words filmable and, and everlasting, and you won't be able to touch it, but you'll be able to see it. This, this to me is intriguing. I'm more of an atheist, mm. uh, especially in terms of Catholicism and stuff like that. Mm. I, I do I believe in spirituality, but... If this actually does happen, it, it turns everything in the entire planet upside down. It turns Stephen Hawking upside down. It turns science. No, it doesn't because science supports this. Okay. Um, well, maybe the, I've, I've given a few little yeah. segues there for you to tap into. Yeah. Maybe. Um, okay. First of all, I think we have to be very careful about... I mean, I put information on the internet, but we do have to be careful. Because mm. there's... I read information, for example, that I know I'm goddess Isis and um, that Osiris I've read is Christ and Krishna. Now, I've met Osiris in this lifetime and uh, Christ is also here now in this lifetime. He is here. Um, He will be revealed. The Trinity is here, as in myself, the Mother, Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. You know when you say Father, Son, Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is the mother and daughter. I am the mother and daughter. And Christ is here. I, I see them. They're brought to me. Um, I know who, these, who the sacred family is. Osiris was brought to me. I saw him when I journeyed. Uh, I knew who he was. He didn't know. Um, but there was a correction that needed to take place with Osiris because Isis inside of me, when, she, when Osiris was presented and the Isis, goddess Isis in me was so in love with him, it was quite painful for me because I was I was in a celibate phase. I was a nun for a year and a half, and I was really confused as to what's going on. Um, but my past life was waking up. Isis was waking up. We'd found Osiris, and I was with him for six months. But there was a massive correction that needed to take place, and the correction was is that Isis had to understand that she gave her power to the wrong man because Osiris, as a man, actually left his wife Isis at home for 15 years, travelled the world to bring peace to the world, but you don't leave your own wife for 15 years. And in this lifetime, what we've got to understand is everything happens in the now. In this lifetime, with me, he was doing exactly the same thing. He was taking me for advantage, and I basically had to get out of that pattern, realise it, and pick the right man to give my power to and share with, which was Ramesses, which is my current partner, which came to light recently. But there was a correction that needed to take place. When I got together with Osiris, other members of the Egyptian family kind of ended up in ceremony with me, and we reset the pyramids. 
So Neptis, when we found her, she's come to the ceremony twice. And she, the first time I said, you're Neptis, she didn't believe me. I don't tell anyone. I give you information. I'm not asking you to believe me because I know that my voice and the words I say resonate with your soul. Your soul knows who I am. But she came back for ceremony two months later. And when she journeyed, she said, I have to apologize. I am Neptis. And while she was journeying, because um, the ayahuasca is the key, it opens up your receptors in your body and enables you to be everything because uh, we are atoms um, and there's more space in our body than there is matter so we are that space mm -hmm. and that's why I say science backs up what we are as gods okay. and she basically I, I'm guiding her through her journey and she basically said I need to ask your forgiveness for what I did and she's talking about what she did when she was in Egypt and I said it's not me that you need to ask forgiveness from because I have no malice in my heart for you, but you need to ask Osiris for forgiveness on your next journey. And so she did, and at that point, when the forgiveness was accepted, she fell down a chute in the pyramids, ended up in a room where she saw a clock, which was 0000001, and she saw the one flip to zero. Pyramids have been reset, which means the information I'm giving you right now is so sacred. The pyramids are timekeepers. This is very sacred information that has come through others and through me. They are timekeepers and they turn. They are the keepers of time and the watchers of humanity. They've been reset now because of the correction. The first family, Osiris, Isis, uh, Neptis and Set, we all had to come into a forgiveness because um, Osiris in this life, his brother was set and um, I couldn't understand why when he came to ceremony, I had this hate for him. I didn't even know him. And energetically something happened to me where I just wanted to cry and I was crying it for two days. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? I'm a happy person. So I have a room called the Pyramid Room. I went in there and allowed my, this release and I just cried and cried and cried and out came Isis saying, you killed my husband, I hate you. But I had to let go of that because of the power that I, I have as Isis. I had to let him go in order for us to come back to the beginning, uh, which allowed the forgiveness and the reset of the pyramids. What does that mean? Uh, and uh, the other thing that has happened since the reset of the pyramids, at the beginning of my journey, if we go back to 2015 in December, December 13th, 2015, I was visited by guardian angels and I had telepathic communication with the others and I was told that I had to go to Egypt. I knew nothing about Egypt apart from those pyramids. The vision was so strong I had to go so I went three days later and when I went there a number of things happened. The first time I stood in front of the Sphinx I just stopped dead in my tracks and I just kept saying this is too much and I just started crying. Um, when I went into the pyramids for the first time, I started shaking and bowing my head down, saying, Allahu Akbar Krishna Islam. Considering I walked away from Islam, I was like, what the hell is this? And then the biggest thing happened when I was in the temple of Karnak. And now I, I booked a one-to-one -one tour because I knew things were gonna happen. Like when the angels tell you to go there, you're like, okay, something's gonna happen out there, otherwise they wouldn't send me. I walked into the temple of Karnak where the goddess Sekhmet was. There are people that look after the temples and most of them are ancient priests. So it's been carried on from generations. So for some reason there were two high priests there. Um, they just look like poor men. They, that's what they do. They don't have money. They look after the temples. They work on tips. As soon as I walked in, I looked at the, the goddess and I just went, <gasps> and then I started speaking this language. It just came out of nowhere and it just took me over. It was a knowing. And then I roared like a lion and then the high priest came in 
he just started to repeat the words that were coming out of my mouth and I just looked at him in the eye and he repeated these words and I just said to him Egypt will rise again and I kissed him on the forehead he kissed me on the forehead that lasted five minutes we came out now they speak Arabic so they were speaking through the my tour guide and they said we need to take her to a part of the temple that no one goes to we've been waiting for this day so they then take me to this room which is two meters square with nothing in it apart from some scaffolding because no one goes in there and as I'm approaching these steps I'm screaming they're holding my arms and I'm screaming and I'm moving my head left to right like I mean it's a reaction it wasn't a memory to say oh I remember this happened here it was a reaction as if it was happening in the now I go into the temple, I let off this high-pitched scream, and I'm crying, I'm distraught. Whatever happened in there was so terrible, whatever was in there. I was so distraught and crying and like, uh, you know, like someone had died. The high priests were, these are grown men in their 60s, wailing their eyes out. I mean, they were wailing, I could hear them. And then I fell on the floor and I'm speaking this language and these tears turned into anger. Like I was doing a spell, I picked up the sand, I was throwing it around and I was just, this, and it was from distraught to anger. It's lasted five minutes. I then walked out of the room. I was covered in dirt. And I just I just looked and it finished. And I just looked at them. Like, that was interesting. You know, it wasn't the stuff I'm used to, but it wasn't something that scared me or frightened me. It was very much me. Mm. And they just said, the prophecy is coming real. We've been waiting for you. You are goddess Isis. It's like, okay. <laughs> you know, I just, I didn't accept it or reject it. But obviously when something like that happens... You couldn't walk away from it. We uh, just to give listeners a point of view here, and I'll probably get some of this wrong when you can correct me on it. But mm. we're talking about the pyramids are something on the order of three thousand years BC, so something like five thousand years old, six thousand <laughs> years old. Well, I'm beginning of time, but I think. Right. I mean, if you look at what's happening in the world right now, uh, people like Graham Hancock are finding monolithic sites which are getting older and older and older we've just been lied to about time scales really okay yeah. well let's, let me come back to that so <laughs> yeah. we we do agree though that the the three pyramids are a father a son and a grandfather right i don't go by those definitions okay okay anyway one of the things that's mo- most intriguing to me is there's a book called footsteps of the god or fingers. i've heard of it yeah, yeah is, that, where, is that graham hancock yes i think it might be yeah, yeah. We, I'll, I'll, I'll put a link to it yeah, anyway yeah. it was interesting to me because a lot of things like the pyramids align with the belt of Orion. The, um, as well as my temple here, by the way. And and also Pi. There's a, there's a lot Correct. of mathematics and geometry yeah. that's considered to be fine. Yeah. M- much earlier yeah. than we started getting our heads around this. Correct. So the idea that these builders, thousands of men, could put together this these massive constructions and have them to the as much as makes no difference, mm. match geometry that we find we came to probably with the Greeks uh, in in a thousand BC, so two thousand years before beforehand, mm. led me to believe that there's something kind of otherworldly going on in Egypt. Why is it Egypt and not the Aztecs, the Incas, the, the other parts of the world, the oh, Chinese? They're all linked. Oh, they're all linked. Okay. They are all okay. linked. My information comes from people and myself who journey and yeah. what they see. There's some stuff that I've read um, because I have the visions and I Google it and find out what this is about. Um, indeed, what happened with uh, your partner, we're still kind of going, okay, well, who is she? We're trying to find information on it. 
you you felt that she was uh, seti. Is that I right? know she is. She's seti. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we're going a little bit all over there, but I'm quite liking this because we're going on a bit of a journey here. Mm. My partner and I went on on one of these um, uh, ritual journeys with. Sophia, two nights ago, I must say it felt very warm, loved, cared for, didn't go into any cosmic space or see anything or go to Egypt. My partner, Don, on the other hand, went through a very profound series of journeys where what amazed me was the way you spotted some things happening and were giving her so much attention and care and love and you were not journeying, but you were definitely a different person to the person sitting Absolutely. opposite me. You were talking in a different language, for example. You were singing beautifully, by the way. I meant to Thank say you. that your voice is lovely. And and calming her and explaining to her what was going on. And she would be... Uh, she's a friend of mine from Dublin, and she's quite cynical, but she came out of these things under no uh, illusion as to something really profound happened to her. So maybe explain a little bit about maybe why... I didn't see something and she did and what you saw and how that all worked because it was it was a very it was one of the weirdest sort of things I've seen <laughs> in my life well, I mean that nice weird but you know yeah well I I am an Egyptian shaman goddess Isis is a shaman I am the cosmic mother when I go into a ceremonial space I'm very much in the now I don't know what I'm doing I can't remember everything that I do it just happens yeah. and it's very sacred with Dawn it was really strange. I remember the first time when she started moving her hands. It, my who I really am as the cosmic mother, just bowed down to her, and I just cried because she was here again. She was awake. She was being woken up. Um, what that means is, as humanity, we're living asleep, a dream of what we really are. I believe this is heaven. This is. The, I know this is the Garden of Eden. I've been told, and we're searching for heaven, and we're searching. You know, so the awakening. So Earth is heaven. Yeah. Right. Every, I mean, if you read even the Bible, what does it say about heaven? The waters will flow, the trees are beautiful, there's lots of wonderful Animals, birds. Yeah. We're here, right. you know, wake up, you know. Right. Uh, I think that the biggest trick that devil ever played, or negative energy entity, whatever you want to call it, is to make you think that you weren't in heaven. How do you explain the evils of the world, the, 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 the atrocities, the sickness, the, the famine, the, the, the heaven... And Gaia allows this other... It wasn't allowed. What it is is a negative energy had taken over this earth. They are the reptilian entities um, of which the queen herself runs the whole show. You can Google it. A lot of the prime uh, presidents and prime ministers, they, they are not human beings. They are reptilians, which are entities. It's like Star Trek. So would this be like the David Icke thing? Yes. David Icke is great in that he has a lot of knowledge of what has been. Um, he, he's very good at explaining about the Archons, which I spoke of before. He's very good about uh, the Reptilians and uh, some of his information you have to be careful about, but the inside of most of his information is correct. He uh, does say he is the Son of God. Is he Jesus? No, he's not, he's not no. Christ, because I know who Christ is. Okay. Christ is here. Right. But he is of Christ's consciousness. Okay. We are all the son of God. And I believe I am Mother God. And right. there is a father and there is a son and the son is Christ. When you come into your full awakening, you will know that we are all part of creator. We all came from something. Okay, we came from a womb. It, as above, down below, 
the creator of all is the mother, mm -hmm. who created the father, who is also her husband and son. Mm -hmm. And with David Icke, many people do have uh, these experiences when they do, he did ayahuasca, and he was given all this information. He is the son of goddess, God, as we all are. I believe we all are, because if you have a soul, that soul comes from one source. The only thing about David Icke, he doesn't know about what's happened right now. He's very much on a negative agenda right now. For me, I'm on the positive agenda because it's like, thank you very much, David Icke. You're there for that information. I'm now here. We've got rid of the Archons. The reptilians have pretty much gone, the negative energies. Would Donald Trump be a reptilian? Or? No. Right. Donald Trump, I believe, is the opposite, but we've been made to believe he is. I tell you why, because if you look at all the other presidents, they've all been, oh, we love them, they're great, you know, and then they kill lots of people. Right. Trump, from day one, has, why is, why are all the former presidents, prime ministers, queen against him? Because he's going to expose the reptilian agenda. Right. I believe that. Okay. I really believe that. I was told in, on April the 1st, 2016, when I journeyed with Ayahuasca the second, fourth time, that the Queen was behind the wars and the global warming is a hoax. And I know that when I journey, the information that I get is very sacred. And I would give my life to anyone. I'd say, take my life. You can have my soul, you can have my house, you can have everything. I would bet on global warming is a hoax. I know that. Right. And there are various scientific papers showing that. We actually have a lack of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere at the moment. Now, Donald Trump is one of the people who is not putting money into climate change anymore. Why? Because mm. he knows, right? He's exposing the agendas of the reptilians. He is going to expose Reptilian them. and capitalism, are they arm in arm together? Uh, well, capitalism is just an excuse, really, for people to hate on each other. It depends what you think capitalism is, you know. It, you I know. mean, the greed, the money, the way that we've been taught to ignore inequality the way we're, we, we kind of say oh it's just our it's my luck that I'm born into this kind of life that I can make money and it's unfortunate that that person isn't and I don't necessarily need to help that person again back to caste system in India I know you're from there yeah but, you know, yeah the yeah again the caste it's like caste systems and money I mean, if you look at my home I'm very I have an abundant life but I came from a very poor family and yeah. some people might class me as a capitalist which right. I'm not because, no, of, you know... No, I mean more greed and uncaring. Well, greed Unkindness. and uncaring, yeah, but that's being taught to everybody. And it's not okay. just people with money. You know, yeah. it is not just people with money. And that is a reptilian agenda, absolutely, because what they do is they tell us that we don't have enough. I understand this. The reptilian agenda, the non-Trump agenda, you know, the, the, the Obamas, the Queen, the, the, you know, the, the Prime Ministers... They keep telling us that we are in a crappy state right now. They tell us that everything is bad, the world is crap, there's too yeah. much pollution. They're just throwing that on us. Now why? Because we are the creators. When you understand that you as humanity, what you are, I've got that on the wall, it says, all that we are is a result of what we have thought. The mind is everything, what we think we become, and Buddha said that. They don't want our money. They want our energy and our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Because they know that our thoughts create this world. We are the creators. We are the gods. We create this world. So by constantly feeding us with negative images through media, magazines, computer games. Advertising. Yeah, advertising, absolutely. <laughs> 
By constantly doing that, they're affecting your minds into thinking everything is bad and therefore we create this negative reality. And by creating that negative reality, they remain in power and we remain downtrodden thinking that our lives are rubbish. But quite frankly, we all need to change that and come into your own power. What does that mean? It's like, well, no, actually, let's look at today. I've had, I have a roof over my head, I'm eating food uh, and I have clothes on my back. How many people don't have that, right? But then the magazines, the media are telling you that you need to marry a footballer who <laughs> earns a ridiculous amount of money for kicking a football around and sleeping around. Yeah. So they're constantly pushing those stories mm. into the minds of people. And then you then think, well, I don't, I don't own a million pound car, therefore I have nothing. Do you believe that people like Trump, they've had issues with Corbyn here in Great Britain. Mm. There's people who are starting to stand up and say, you know, there's something bad going on, we need to change things. Mm. Uh, the people who are in power tend to start blaming, and I, I kind of agree with this a bit, they say, oh, it's a racist agenda, and we're trying Rubbish, to, yeah. you know, I don't agree with that yeah, either. Yeah, yeah. Do you, is this part of the correction? Yeah, I want is. to come back to the correction of what exactly that will entail for the world. So people like this, Pope Francis, where does he fit into this? Well, Some people call him the Antichrist, some people call him... I think him. we have to be, uh, the Pope, this is other information that I've had, is that the, the, the Popes are... Uh, negative entities they have been killing people for years and years you know we can talk about the paedophile rings I've been told that I journeyed into another dimension one night I basically left my body came out of this house I went along Battersea Park and I ended up in the centre of the earth where there was a tall guy and this is my soul there was a tall guy with a beard there were some animals and there was another female whose face I don't remember and a bench and it was grassy I remember asking them questions because I'm on a mission on this earth as well. There are other people who are from other planets who inhabit human bodies. Mm. And I was told a number of things. And when I came back into the body, I didn't remember all of them. The one thing I remembered, because I got up at about 3.30, I burst out crying because I was like, I want to remember everything. Um, which is the problem is when you come back into this reality, three-dimensional reality, sometimes you forget, but the receptors are increasing to allow that access. But... I remember that last question and speaking it out loud and I said what about the Pope and this divine entity said to me oh he's been killing people for years business is booming again I, I'm telling you things I was know was this Francis or the guy before him Benedict all of them all of them okay all of them but then they'll also feed things to make us think that everything's good and lovely but so to tie up a couple of loose ends, we go back to we come, come to the correction because I think mm. that's where we're that's the mountain we're climbing in this conversation. Yeah. I'd like to get there. Yeah. Just to tidy up a few of the loose ends that we've left hanging, Seti and my experience at your ceremony the other evening. Let's just clear that piece yeah. up. How come I and I, I didn't actually feel left out? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because I wasn't really contributing, maybe in, in ways some of your other people who were that was a very powerful ceremony you don't get those kind of ceremonies don't happen all the time yeah it's only when you have certain individuals now the reason why you didn't have the journey you were expecting maybe expecting yeah but you were meant to have that one is because dawn was very important and Mm. she is seti she is the goddess who arranges the stars and she was creating the zodiac for the fifth dimension so that was very important so at one point uh, during the ceremony dawn was basically in a, in a state of rapture i guess and she was with her hands in the air moving things around 
invisible things, but with great intent. Mm. Um, and Sophia saw this and immediately kind of, I think you were quite tearful about it. I was very tearful. Quite profound. Yeah, and it was only until Vlad, who is the cosmic father, he then was told by the entities that he needed to journey. Yes. So he did, yeah. and straight away he said, "She's organising the zodiac." He had that. He has. See, certain people hold sacred knowledge, and certain people are meant to assist that. Before I even knew that I was the the cosmic mother, that I was the divine Sophia, there are people for thousands of years who've been doing work so we could rise in this moment. Yeah. And fulfill a prophecy. Why is the zodiac being realigned? What's that about? For the fifth dimension. Okay. You know, the zodiac does determine our lives, what happens on the planet. You know, a lot of Hindus they have their birth charts made up, uh, and it will t- it will tell you things about you and your life and what's going to happen. So the zodiac is a direction really for planetary movement and uh, star movement, and we are the stars. You know, mm. we are we we come from the stars, we return to the stars. We are the stars. For the fifth dimensional reality, it's a different alignment of energies and stars and planets, and that's what she was doing. Now, I knew, see, you were there. I knew something was happening. I didn't know what it was, as in my human self. Yes. But my knowing, I didn't say, oh, this is what she's doing. I just bowed down to her at that moment because my true self as the cosmic mother, as the divine Sophia, knew what was going on, and I burst out crying. It was so emotional for Mm. me. But I couldn't say to you, this is why I'm crying, this is what she's doing. And then when the cosmic father, Vlad, my partner, journeyed, he was shown exactly what was going on. And mm. and it made sense. And it just, it was just, we, you know, it, we still, we're still really quite emotional about it. Um, mm. Because it is, <laughs> she's done the final step of bringing us into this fifth dimensional reality even though right now she probably can't comprehend it I remember when I started my journey I didn't quite comprehend all of it but I allowed it you just allow it because it is a part of what you are mm. we are the gods you know you look at the, the Hindu and the Egyptian myths you know that awful word myth and the Greek myths they're not Madhavata myths the, they're real the right. gods walked the earth the temples are there. The stories are there. How do we not believe what we see? So if the gods walk the earth, surely they're still here. Mm. But we've been put into a state of amnesia. So that's what she was doing. Our idea of God being the ever-controlling who makes everything happen is not true. I am Mother God, Source, Creator, Love. I create planets. I've given birth to a planet. I've given That's happened once, and there's another birth happening on the 4th of the 4th this year. I can create that, but there are things that need to be done. The alignment of the planets to bring faith, to bring uh, love, to bring consciousness, to bring oneness, which is what this fifth dimensional reality and awakening is all about. If you read and understand what happened in Egypt, where they believe that the river Nile was a human, that the sun is a human, the sun god, they are real, that that is true. Mm. Um, And how do I know that? Not because I read the books, because they end up in ceremony. Yeah. And then it then it happens. You don't get told straight away. Then it happens, and and sometimes they don't they don't even know until my realization. We had um, another lady at the ceremony who, when I first met her, uh, which again was um, I don't even know how we met. I saw some videos of her. She was in Egypt, and I had to give her a message and tell her that the pyramids are reset. And I just said thank you for your service, and she just responded and said I'm always in service to to Egypt, and she ended up here. 
she's going to be marrying myself and Vlad because we are Isis and Ramesses and she knows that now mm -hmm. again she was in denial she thought we encompassed their energies but now she's seen what she's like I know who you are so um, does Dawn need to be back in touch with you again or how does that she'll work? Know. She'll See, know. See the thing okay. is that it's, it's not even about me telling people. I'm right. here, for example, everyone's going to wake up soon anyway. Yeah. Whether or not you come to me for, for, for a ceremony or speaking or what, whatever because your soul is a part of my soul. It's a part yeah. of the all. You know. Yeah. So when the time comes it will just happen and you will wake up like you've been in a dream and look at each other and embrace each other and know because right. we are all born with that knowing when Eve ate the apple that is when the knowing came because that was the biggest lie ever told that she ate it and it was a sin it was the archon god that told her don't eat that because it was why is it called the tree of knowledge I mean mm. we have to wake up to these things yeah. why is it called the tree of knowledge why wasn't it called the tree of if you eat that yeah. you're in trouble yeah. <laughs> tree of poison. Yeah, right? <laughs> tree of knowledge, come on. The information's there for you people. So so bring back then, okay, so that's, I guess, the Don and, and my, myself. I was just a conduit, right? Bringing her to you, you are sort the, of thing. Yeah, you Global taxi driver, as I said. Yeah, taxi driver. But you're more than that because you did see soldiers, didn't you? And you did. You were told peace, that yeah, yeah, you are peace. peace. Yeah. You bring peace. Now, the other loose end that we've left is the Virgin Mary with the Garabandal thing. Uh, this pro this uh, prophecy, whatever, was, uh, is rumoured that may be happening around Easter this year. You also, as soon as I said that, said, yes, things are happening around Easter yeah, this year. Yeah, I don't know about this, this uh, right. that you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know about But you that. said, actually, the, the same dates that are possibly being touted Yes. Are dates that were important to we'll you? Give, were told to me. Yeah, right. they were told to me. So I'm hoping this will uh, podcast will come out on the uh, in advance of the April events, mm -hmm. um, which may or may not be visible, I guess, to people because it could be something different. But uh, we, we we launched this podcast before the fourth of the fourth. That's one of the big important dates for you. What is that date about? That's when me as the cosmic mother will give birth to unconditional love for the whole of this planet. I, I mean, it sounds profound, but it's not. It's real. I am the cosmic mother. I, I have the logos inside of me. I was impregnated by Vlad um, before we even got together as a couple. He went to have the flower of life tattooed on his wrist like I do. Yeah. And as he was having it done, we were friends at that time. We'd just met. And I was sat with him. His eyes were closed because of the pain. And, he was, uh, and as he was having it done... I just felt this crazy energy come over me and I held his arm and I put my head on his arm and I just burst out crying because I felt something enter my right womb. I then actually, I didn't tell him that and I said, what did you just see? I just said that. And he said, we just made cosmic love. He said, our foreheads were touching and two golden snakes arose between us and a big light shone above us and he called that cosmic love. And I said, you just impregnated me in my right womb. And since that day, I've been feeling her grow as our love grows. And um, I even went into a... I've given birth to a planet before whilst I was journeying, um, and it's intense. It was really intense. My waters broke everything. And I've taken it in my stride, but it's not easy. And, you know, Vlad and I haven't been seeing that, each other that long, and I've been having really... Since we got together, our energies are very alchemical together. And... Um, I went into labor one night, but she didn't come. I literally had my legs open and I was like, she's coming, she's coming, but she didn't. Do you feel like you're pregnant? Absolutely. Is this, is this a bit like uh, Immaculate Conception kind of thing? Well, I mean, we do make love, but we don't. Um, no, I just mean, but the feeling that time, would that, um, could that be something? Oh, at that, that time, it's absolutely. Because Immaculate Conception is one of the kind of furfies of 
Catholicism that people kind forget of forget Catholicism. Yeah. I mean, it's just a, it's a frigging brand, you know. It's um, it's just it's a control, and it's not something. I mean, I I I was a Muslim. I became a Catholic. Um, but the, the fundamentals of being, you know, the water on the head, the 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 mother, the son, you know, they, they are hiding a truth. But the truth is in front of you almost to see, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They have the mother with the son behind her. Always the son. What what's the son doing there? You know. Yeah. You have to ask these questions. What is the Holy Spirit? Why don't they tell us that? You know, and the Holy Spirit is the mother and the child. Everything came from the mother. Why have they said our Father who art in heaven? Easter is not about the rising of Jesus. It's the fertility of the mother. Yes, yeah. Pagan times. Yeah, almost, yeah. Yeah. What do you? So the fourth of the fourth, you are going to uh, Saudi Arabia. Is that what I heard? No, or? fourth no? of the fourth, I will be. Well, who knows? Um, but right now, it will probably be in England. Um, okay. And I'm nervous because when you get taken over by this other reality which is the truth my divine self and the things that have been happening with me and my partner have been really intense I mean the prophecies speak through us and uh, even when we're not journeying I've had such intense experiences like our bodies have changed and um, when I go into full mother mode as we call it things have come out you know uh, on the fourth day of the fourth month the child shall be born and they will know so yeah, I'm nervous because the intense energies that are working through us, they're not easy. They yeah. are not easy to deal with because our human body is evolving into the energies and we are the first two that are receiving it all in order for everyone on the planet to have it. So the fourth of the fourth, I know that I'm giving birth to unconditional love on a supernatural level, which is the level of creation of this earth, of yeah. all of all of humanity. That's the first important Do you date. think there will be a physical manifestation of that on that day somewhere in the earth that people well, will notice I think people will notice it energetically okay I think um, between the 12th and the 17th something so big is going to happen that people are going to notice it we have to be careful though of the holographic pretenders meaning Meaning, the church and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. meaning that they have technologies that they can just shine a Virgin Mary and and she could say something and, and, and they'll say, okay, this is real. and, and uh, Because the Americans, we know, have got the, the, the technology to create holograms, to create earthquakes, to to basically lie to us that we all believed about 9-11, you know, mm. and, uh, the, and all this kind of stuff. You know, were those planes holographs, you know, because they entered in, in the wrong way and we know it was a... We, you know, we know that it was a, a controlled explosion. So just be careful of that. So you don't. So you're a you're a denier of nine eleven. Would you yeah. say that? Yeah. Nine eleven. Okay. We. I think no. Even the Americans don't believe that it was a terrorist attack. I mean, people know it's not. You and know, do you do you, like? Do you believe we landed on the moon and stuff like that, or is that fiction um, as well? I, I mean, again, I have to go into my knowing rather than. Yeah. I think they're trying to. There's spiritual knowledge out there. I, I don't think we landed on the moon. Um, I also know that the moon. She is so beautiful. They're also trying to lie to us and tell us that she's hollow. That it's a dead planet. Yeah. Um, I know that behind the moon is our new Earth, a planet that I gave birth to. The moon is also the regulator of the female energies. Um, you know, it makes sense. Most women are coming onto their periods when the moon appears. Yes, you yeah. know, it's definitely um, a relation. Yeah. The tides. The the idea of sin, and its its sister guilt, that 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 tortures 
particularly Catholics. You yeah. were a Catholic. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's one of the big sticks that we are given to beat ourselves with. Talk to me a little bit about how, as as a bringer of love, those things that are inculcated into us may be slightly askew. Well, I think it's all, again, that control, the original sin of the apple, the, that Jesus suffered for our sins. It, what Jesus didn't suffer for our sins, and the woman doesn't hold the original sin. I mean, when I became a Catholic and I said my Hail Mary full of grace, I never said pray for our sinners. I just said pray for us. I never said sinners because I never yeah. believed. Right. You know, children are born into this world completely innocent. However, there is there has been a cycle of rebirth that we have to come back to learn. We're learning. We come back, we learn. How do I... I'd never believed in reincarnation yeah. until my past lives woke up. And, like, literally, my son Horus, Osiris, Vlad now is Ramesses, your, your partner. You know, people are coming, and they're like, you are, you're the mother. You know, you are my mother. They know me. Mm. Um, and I never believed in any of this. So there is that rebirth to learn to perfect ourselves as gods. You know, our earth is a school. But as far as the, the sin is concerned, that's drummed into you as a control aspect. Babies don't have sin. Give me a friggin' break. Yeah, and of course, know? the babies were sent to limbo, which then the church says, oh, sorry, it's, it doesn't exist. And absolute, go, how can you send a baby to limbo? Absolute yeah, rubbish. It's yeah. absolute rubbish. Again, it's just for control. As Bill Hicks once said, eternal damnation mm. to anyone who questions my everlasting love. Yeah, doesn't even make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's, it's absolute rubbish. Um, um, one of the other things then, so you said the fourth of the fourth, then you said something else will happen later around the Christian Easter period, roughly. Again, are we going to ever, do you think, get a manifestation of the God or something supernatural, yeah, and cosmic, it, yeah. that we go, holy crap, look at that? Yeah, and it will come through me. It will come through me as the Holy Mother, as the Cosmic Mother. Right. We are entering the time of truth where every one of you, all the children of Gaia, will know your origin, will know your sovereignty, will know your divinity. And for years and thousands of years, you've been made to think that you are just mortal. You are not. You are God's. And between the resurrection, the time of the resurrection, 12th to the 17th, there will be something that you will see with your own eyes and your own hearts and feel. Everyone will feel that change within them because when the very makeup of this earth, it will shake the earth. In that, you will wake up. The final journey will happen in Egypt. And Egypt has risen, and everyone will see her rise. All the temples will wake up, and your divinity will wake up. I don't think it's going to be like a, a TV event. You will see it with your own eyes in real time. It's been too long that there's been a negative hold on this earth, and the time is now for the truth, and you will know and feel it and see it in a way that you didn't think possible. That's why I've been here on this earth from the beginning of time. It's a time that I've been waiting for in recognizing your own mother, your own truth. You are gods. You serve no one except love. Being a god is not about having control over anyone. It's about being in complete service to you and to humanity 
and to each other and to know each other as each other. That's what it is. And I'm quite emotional about it because energetically there are so many changes that are happening yet I have to continue with my human life. But we are very, very close to the revelation, to the truth, and you will all see. Keep your hearts open, remove judgment, remove fear. The energies are really intense right now, which are gonna make some people think that they're getting depressed, that they're anxious. The news and the negative energies that are still at work on this planet with the little energy source that they've got left are gonna try their best to pump so much negativity into you because that negativity will create a prison over your minds and hearts to not receive the truth. But love and the truth is far stronger and that energy will break that away. It is the time of the revelation and the prophecies. I know this because it's coming from all the people that have worked around me and myself as the cosmic mother. I've had a call from Egypt recently the high priest called me and spoke through this guy and he said um, we needed to speak to you the temples are changing and I burst out crying they can see the temples changing and everyone will see it are we in for talk to me a little bit about ISIS Russia war uh, Islam versus Christianity all of these little things that are rubbing against each other quite dramatically it's all lies all lies okay it's all lies okay um i know somebody whose friend is in a high position in the army and um she was saying she didn't want to travel somewhere because of the war that was going on and he said it's all lies he said it's actors it's lies they're putting stuff out i mean i know i was told to go to egypt when the bombs hit both of the places very peaceful i was there (laughs) I was there at the same time, I'm like, well, you know, it's not. Everyone was telling me not to go. There's a lot of lies being fed into the matrix of the programming of this earth, into our minds, mm. so that we create it. I tell you to ignore all of that, leave it. Keep your mind in love. But a, 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 a bunch of gunmen go in and shoot up a French, uh, you know... But how many of them are actors? If you, you can actually find evidence that um, there was one story that showed a woman who talks about how her friend died and how it was really terrible. The same woman was found in a newsreel for a bombing in Egypt, I think it was. The evidence is out there. People are putting it together. There are government but you, actors. But I mean, if you have someone like dead and bleeding on the floor, yeah. dead, I mean, that's a pretty big price to pay for an actor. But they're not really dead. Okay. <laughs> there are some people that okay what I'm telling you is some of them are government actors and they're mm. not really dead right. they're acting number one and secondly some of these people aren't real why would governments want for example to in, enact a, a thing like the Paris terrorist attacks or the guy driving the truck in these why would, why would someone want to just to bring fear on top of the agenda yeah well if you bring fear then you then look for protection and then you give your power over to people who protect and as David Icke talks about the new world order of one military rule because this is what the European Union was trying to do is that put everybody under one roof make the EU bigger and bigger the trick is is that we think oh we're under the EU we unite as one that's the trick to make you think that's unity but actually they then control that with one military rule which means if something happens in your home in England, where do you, what courts do you have to go through and who do you have to go to to get your justice? 
Okay, and then explain to me why the if the ISIS thing is fake too, why is that? Why is Islamification and jihadism becoming? Because I think it's very different mm. from Islam. I right. think Islam is a, diff, a very different thing to Islamification, which Correct. is kind of we everyone has to follow us and jihadism, yeah. or else we're going to shoot you. Yeah. Why is Islam going that way then, in your mind? Or is that a, is that a Western created thing? As a Western, we all know it's Western okay. created. Okay. You know who fu- who funded ISIS? Who got them in there in the in the first place? Okay, sorry. I, what I mean is the people who are in ISIS. But they're paid do, for, aren't they? Okay, they're, so um, they're paid for by again by the CIA. Okay, by okay. the Americans. You know. So there's no Obama agenda. Wor- Obama works for the CIA. So there's no yeah. agenda in there that the the ISIS protagonists are trying to say bring Sharia law to no, that not at area all. I think we have to have be careful. Sultanate or no, no, okay. And we have to be careful about calling it ISIS because it's actually Daesh, not ISIS. Oh, ISIS is a sacred goddess. Okay, yes. But um, I, I do also think the agenda there is to turn the word Islam. Islam is not a religion. Anybody who knows Islam in its true sense, Islam is peace. Allah is peace. It's peace. Every human being is born into Islam because Islam, excuse me, is peace. But how can it, because I, I do rail against it. I mean, I'm a Catholic and I don't find that particularly peaceful. <laughs> but, you know, today Islam is still stoning women, beating and killing women for honor reasons, subjugating them. And a lot of women are fine wearing the veil and, mm. and, and, and wearing the ashmak or whatever, and the burqa. But they have a very, you as a, or as a mother mm. must surely see that sort of, repression that goes on particularly with women you get your hand cut off if you get caught caught well, that's, stealing. that's for both masculine and yeah feminine, i mean men and women yeah men yes men. there is there is a suppression of women in these cultures but you have to look at where that comes from because it doesn't come from the religion itself firstly if we look at repression and where it originated from in the first place, you can go back to our history of burning witches and, mm. you know, who were actually sacred women. To this day in this country where women are paid less, where women are, um, you know, when they get pregnant, that's it, they kick you out of the office. So it still exists in a number of ways. Yes, when you look at some countries, uh, Islamic countries, if you want to call them that, because real Islam does not allow you to do that. And what it is, it's cultural. Um, because honour killings actually came from the Romanian and Persian times. The Romans were the ones who used to kill the women right at the beginning. And then we go back to the Persians who used to actually kill women and spray the blood on their shirt because they thought it gave them the power. The women were killed. It was cultural. Women were killed because they thought it would give them power. In the same way that, you know, they killed some old uh, cultures would kill a lion and wear the lion skin because it gave them the power of the lion. So this is how these uh, killing and stoning and uh, honor killings of women came about initially as a cultural thing because it gave them the power of the woman. And then we go back into, it then turned into sexuality, that if she was unfaithful or showed her body and she must be stoned. And it was it's how it's been twisted and changed over the years. And then the media will portray it as, okay, this is Islamic, but nobody really looks into, A, the cultural aspect, or educates people. I was brought up a Muslim. You're you know, from Kashmir, you said. Mm, right. Even today, like my mom, um, I've had an Islamic wedding with my partner, and we're going to have a spiritual wedding um, and a cosmic wedding, you know, all in one because we're embracing it all. Mm. And 
I remember at the Islamic wedding, I laughed really. I have a loud laugh, and my mum said, No, women are not supposed to laugh that loud. And I'm like, Mum, stop it, you know. But now I'm just like, Mum, chill, chill out, come on. You know, but. Those yeah. people listening to this will not be here with me and seeing it, but there are there has been times even today during our conversation where Sophia has, in my view, gone into a, uh, you know, she's closed her eyes and had a, it almost does feel like there's a different person talking coming coming from from, from you when you go into that sort of yeah. trance and you talk. It's correct. I think we should finish, and I'd like to finish with just maybe a point of view on the future of where the world is going because there are a lot of people out there from different religions from different walks of life from different cultures who are a bit fearful who are a bit afraid and maybe contextualize it in what this fifth dimension will mean for the world and for how we live our everyday I'd like to tell everybody to remain in the present moment because all the answers and all your power of manifestation and love lies in the present moment. The diversity of this world is beautiful. From the way everybody practices their different religions, the different clothes you wear, the different colors you are, the different sizes and shapes that you are, it's incredible. It is beautiful because that is divinity expressing its abundance of diversity and love and being in awe of it all. The future is now. Take your minds away from the future. Be here now and you will receive energies that have existed around you forever. But because your mind has been programmed to take you to the past and the future, you don't live the moment that you're in. And by being in the moment that you're in, you are able to see the experience that you're having here and for what it serves, and it serves only you. Everything around you serves only you to make you better, to care for you and love you. The sun shines for only you, such a great power. Gives you free energy and asks for nothing in return to you. Just think about that. The sun is shining for you. The air is there for you to breathe. It's all there for you. You are that great. Know your greatness. And in knowing your greatness, you will know this earth as your mother. You will know each other as divinity. And then nothing, nothing can ever ever bring any negativity to you be here be now and know your greatness know your greatness because it's all for you this was all for you Gaia Mother Sophia we leave it at that that was a lovely way to finish the podcast I'd just like to thank you very much for appearing I know it's very easy for people to poo-poo stuff like this, but I do believe this uh, lady to my right has great <laughs> belief and fortitude and strength, and definitely um, there is something going on here. i let you guys listen to the words she had to say. Take them on board, uh, I would say, with the positivity that she's asked you to. And uh, thank you again for being on my podcast. Thank you.